Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode and good morning. Alright guys, so I have some exciting news. Um, I want to recap a little bit on what's been happening with the um, new off-grid system that, uh, that arrived. Um, so I need to back up just a little bit and kind of catch you guys up to what happened after I received my um, items. Um, so the freight company did a great job. Um, he pulled up. I think when I was making the last podcast, he actually called me during the podcast um, and tell me that he was about 30 minutes away. So that was awesome. Um, so, yeah, he made delivery. Everything was smooth. Um, everything was in really good shape. Nothing was damaged. So really happy about that. Um, I came out to the off-grid house and I went ahead and started to unbox everything um, to figure out what I had and what I needed to do. Um, and so... Uh, before we move forward, I want to um, let everybody know what system I purchased. So I purchased um, a um, system from SignatureSolar.com. Now, I'm not being sponsored by them in any way. I spent my own money on all this stuff, obviously. Um, but that's where I purchased my stuff. Um, I purchased a 12,000-watt um, pure sine wave um, inverter. But this inverter is an all-in-one inverter. So it is an inverter, and it is also a MPPT solar charge controller. And it can also be connected to the grid as not backfeeding the grid, but as a, another charging source as well if you had the grid available. Um, or you can connect a generator in place of the grid if you wanted to do it that way as well. Um, so... Um, it is a 12,000 watt with a 36,000 watt surge capacity on the inverter. The inverter weighs 165 pounds. It is extremely heavy, really heavy duty. It's a beautiful unit. Uh, and then I purchased six um, EG4 batteries. These batteries are lithium ion phosphate batteries. Um, and it's a way better, to me, it's a way safer chemistry than the Tesla batteries that I had, which were just lithium ion. And so the lithium ion phosphate batteries are just way safer. Now, originally, back when I purchased my Tesla batteries, um, these batteries at that time, because that was what, oh man, four, five, five years ago at least. I don't even believe these bat these batteries that I just purchased were even available yet. And so um because I looked everywhere and I couldn't find anything like it. And now that I now that you look around, you can find them. And so, you know, back then I didn't have that many options available available to me. And so the next best thing was the Tesla batteries out of the, the Tesla vehicles. And that's what I was running my home on, my off-grid home, um, for many years. And they worked great. Um, but because they're lithium ion and not lithium ion phosphate and how the batteries are they're very the tesla batteries that you use from the vehicle are very exposed as you guys could see in a lot of my videos i had them mounted to the wall but a lot of it was very exposed which is dangerous and i never liked that that was the one thing i never liked about the batteries was that how exposed they are right um and then also um yeah, so that's what I was running was the um, the Tesla batteries. Uh, so I've switched over and I purchased six of the lithium-ion phosphate batteries, which is the EG4 batteries. That gives me about um, a, a hair over 30 kilowatts of storage. 
Um, and the lifespan of these batteries, they have a 7,000 cycle lifespan. Well, let's put it like this. It's 7,000 cycles, um, which comes out to about 15 years. And that's assuming that you are actually um, putting a heavy, um, say, like 1C load or more onto the batteries itself. Like extremely, extremely heavy loads every day. And that's fully cycling the batteries down to 80% um, depth of discharge. So there's a ton. Of, <coughs> sorry, guys. <coughs> it's early in the morning here and I'm trying to get my day going. Um, so there's a ton of lifespan in these batteries. They will easily outlast 15 years. They will easily do that. In fact, the warranty on the batteries, I believe, is 10 to 15 years. So, um, you know, if they're willing to warranty it all the way to there, you can that tells you already that you're going to be, um, you're going to get a really long lifespan out of these batteries. Um, and so after I got my order, I went ahead and unboxed everything. And I have a battery racking system that I also purchased through them. That allows me to slide all my batteries into this cabinet, which makes it keep it keeps everything very clean, very uniform, and very modern. So instead of having batteries all strung out all over the place and looking kind of crazy, um, they're all consolidated into a cabinet. And the cabinet is very heavy duty. The cabinet, I believe, is probably about anywhere between six, probably about sixty-five pounds at least, at least. Um, that, that cabinet is very, very heavy duty. Um, and then I also ordered their um, Wi-Fi dongle. That way I can plug it into the um, 12K um, inverter all-in-one um, system. That way I can also monitor my system via the internet. So either through the my computer or through my um, cell phone, my smartphone. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and then what else did I order? Let's see. Oh, and I also ordered their special battery charger. You might be thinking, well, if you have solar and you have the inverter, why do you need an actual different charger? So when you purchase these batteries, um, what they do is um, they'll actually do um, a couple tests on them. Um, they'll do a capacity test on them, and then they'll either charge them up to 50% or charge them up to 80%. Um, so when I received my batteries, three of them were charged up 50% and three of them were charged up to 80%. You cannot just hook them all together and think it's just going to run. It would run, but the problem is, is that because the battery voltages um, are all different, they're not the same, that's not good. When you finally put them into the battery racking system and you actually turn everything online, what you want to do is you want to have every battery um, charged all the way up. That way they're all matching across the board. Okay. So I bought their battery charger. And so I had that with me. So when I started unloading all the batteries and, the, you know, all the stuff off the trailer into the power shed, I told myself, you know what? I'll run the generator with the battery charger to start popping off these batteries. Well, what I didn't realize was the amount of gas and noise that my generator would be um, be consuming in order just to charge some batteries. Um, so what I did was I assembled the battery rack. I got everything kind of situated. And then I actually reloaded the batteries back up 
into the back of my truck. And then I actually took them to my other home that's that I have a grid tie system on. And I plugged it into the wall there because I have a grid tie system. So the, the energy is free. And so um, pretty much free. And I had to charge the batteries individually. That took about two days to charge because the charger puts out 1,051 watts when charging. Um, it's a high-frequency charger that's charging these batteries. So it's very important that you charge all the batteries and get them matching uh, across the board. And only when you have them all matching can you finally put them into the battery racking system and actually start connecting them all together. Um, so that's what I did. So I ended up having to pack up, go to my other home, and plug in for two days, which was good because I need to rest my back. Because I was unloading all this stuff and all of it's extremely heavy. The batteries are, I believe, 109 pounds each. The inverter is 165 pounds. The battery racking system is, I think, like anywhere between 60 to 90 pounds. So everything is heavy, right? And I'm doing it all by myself, moving a lot of this stuff around. So, you know, it took a toll on my body the very first day because I unloaded from the trailer Walked it over to the power room, um, you know, unboxed it, dragged it out, um, and then I started to already start working with them. Well, that's a lot of movement when you're dealing with, you know, 974 pounds of equipment, <laughs> you know. And so, um, yeah, to say the least, my back was completely shot. I was so sore. And to top it off, between me, you know hustling to move all the all the equipment um i had the generator running and charge starting to charge the batteries so between me being exhausted and my back being sore from lifting all this weight and the generator literally right by the front door of the power room just blaring away and burning gas i i couldn't take it i honestly could not take it that day uh, i was i was exhausted the noise from the generator is very disorienting, like just very disorienting. So um, what I did was, like I said, I took the batteries to my other home. I plugged them in, got them all charged up to the very top. And the battery charger that, that, that I purchased from them is very nice. Um, I am running a 48-volt system again, obviously. I will never go down to a 24 or 12-volt system ever again, like I stated in a lot of my videos and other podcasts. 48-volt um, and higher is the way to go. 100% is the way to go. Um, so yesterday, um, I, I came back out to the off-grid house and I um, started to finish installing everything. Um, so the first thing I need to do was install the breaker panel. So I was working on getting that installed. I also put um, Hardy Backer, which is a concrete board, on the wall. Um, and then I went ahead and um, installed my pulleys in order to try to get the 165 pound inverter onto the wall, um, which I did accomplish by myself. I got that mounted to the wall perfectly fine, um, but it was a struggle to, to get it up there, but I got it up there. Um, and then I was working on getting everything wired. So the AC output from the inverter going to my breaker panel, uh, and then also wiring in the 4-aught um, copper wire the 4-aught is four zeros, guys. That's a pretty thick wire. Um, that's the main power cable, the DC power, the, the positive and negative. Um, basically, that's going to be going from the batteries to the actual um, 
um, inverter system. Um, so I had to crimp my connections, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I was finally ready to start sliding the batteries in. And luckily, um, by that time, it was already about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I had someone come by and actually help me, um, you know, unload the batteries from the back of the truck because my back was sore already still. So I had somebody help me unload the batteries and slide them into the racking system. Um, and then once I got them all, it slid into the battery racking system. Um, I went ahead and started connecting all the batteries to these big bus bars on the left and right, left and right side of the um, unit. So it really consolidates everything, really makes everything really clean and nice. Uh, and then from there, um, I had to, because um, all these batteries come with built-in BMS systems. That was one of the other benefits. So when you buy these EG4 batteries, um, you can buy them in 24 volt and um, 12 volt, 24 volt and 48 volt. Um, but they're all built kind of similar where they all have their own independent breakers on the batteries. So each battery has its own built-in breaker. It's a breaker switch, right? Uh, and then also um, they have their own built-in BMS systems. And if you buy more than one battery, you can actually connect all the batteries together through a communication cable so they can all talk to each other. So they can all balance together and work together. <clears throat> so um, there's also some, some um, state of charge lights on the battery and so forth. Um, so they're beautiful batteries. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, to tell you guys the truth, when, I, when, I look, when I'm looking at these batteries compared to the Tesla batteries I had, these batteries are way more beautiful. Because they're in a nice... They're, they're set up nicely, right? The Tesla batteries are kind of raw, you know? Everything's exposed, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so um, I got the batteries all slid in. I got them all wired in. I co connected all my communication cables to all the six batteries and then ran my BMS wire from my batteries to my inverter, um, installed the Wi-Fi dongle, uh, and then basically I turned the system on for the first time yesterday afternoon um, by the time I turned it on it was probably the sun the sun was still up a little bit but it was already coming down where it was like I said it was already like four or five o'clock in the afternoon by the time I was able to do it um, so we didn't have much sunlight left anyway um, but I needed power to run the off-grid home right so I was trying to make sure I had at least power to power the home for the night um, considering all the batteries are fully charged right uh, and then I went into the programs of the inverter and um, you have to make sure that you select um, this, a certain type of battery. Um, and then that way the communication for the BMS will communicate with the inverter and communicate with all the batteries and so forth. So I was able to do that, got that squared away. And as soon as I turned it on and got it all squared away, man, let me tell you guys, it is a beautiful unit. Absolutely beautiful unit. Um... So I got everything online and I hit the switch and my house is being powered officially from the new batteries and from the new inverter. Um, the invert, when I start talking about inverter now, I'm going to start talking about the all-in-one inverter. The all-in-one inverter has a, like I said, a um, MPPT solar charge controller. It's a 12,000 watt charger, is, I mean, um, inverter. Um, and then it also has AC capabilities if you want to plug in a generator or a grid, 
um, in, or, in order to add an extra charging source if you want to. So if the grid goes down, you can be running on you know your your system or there's many ways you can set up the system. So that's the one thing I like about it. Now, one of the main features that I absolutely love about this system is, well, there's many reasons. First, the lifespan of the batteries are extremely long, extremely long. But one of the main features of the all-in-one inverter that I really like is what's called pass-through. So I spoke about this in one of my older YouTube videos where um, I, I think I named it, um, they lied to us, microcycling your batteries. So in a lot of the um, other inverters and solar charge controllers and stuff, what ends up happening is once your batteries are charged and you want to start dumping power or start dumping, you know, start using power, it keeps touching your batteries. You're pulling, the, the battery is acting as a buffer, but it's also pulling it from the battery. And the solar is supplementing that power back into the battery. So you're always touching the battery when you're doing, when, when it's set up that way. <clears throat> well, with this new system, they have a pass-through um, feature, which means it's, I have it set up as what's called solar first. So the solar system will, will charge the batteries. But not only that, any AC loads that I'm using, it will actually transfer the solar energy directly into the AC power. So that way the home or the load can be consuming the power directly from the solar and not touch the batteries at all. That's really nice. So here's an example. The batteries get fully charged and I want to run AC units or whatever I want to run. As soon as I turn it on, it won't touch the battery. It'll pass through the system. As long as there is power to be gained from the solar panels, it will pass the power straight through and not even touch the batteries. So that way we prevent microcycling the batteries on the top end. And that's a feature I really, really love. I really, really like that. Another really nice feature of the um, um, GrowWatt 12,000 watt um, all-in-one inverter is the solar inputs. There's actually two solar inputs. And the maximum amount of um, open voltage from the solar panels that you can wire in is 245 volts. That's really nice. 245 to 100, 250 volts, that's really nice. Because what that does is it allows you to wire more of your panels in series. So instead of having say one or two panel, I mean, sorry, two or three panels wired in series and then bringing them down into strings to combine them into a combiner box, what you can do now is you can actually run, let's say that you have um, solar panels that are on open voltage is 30, like 38.8. You can actually wire six panels in series, right? So you can get away with wiring panels a lot more efficient, a lot more easy, less wire that you have to purchase to wire everything. And you can easily take those six panels and then combine them um, you can parallel them down so you can have essentially, you know, multiple strings of six panels and then finally combine them down. So you're able to run the, the system in a way higher voltage. The solar panel voltage is way higher and everything coming in is a lot more simple, right? Um, which also means the amperage is lower, which means you can get away with 
smaller wires, which are also cheaper. So that's really, really a big factor. Um, so I can bring in multiple strings of solar panels that are wired in a longer string of series in order to connect to the, the all-in-one um, grow watt, 12,000 watt inverter. And on the bottom of the inverter is actually two inputs for two separate strings. And each string um, cannot exceed 60 amps because it's 120 amp max. Um, but when you're running at such a high voltage, your amperage will be normally really low. Um, so yeah, there's so much benefits to this system. Now, um, last night we ran on the system. Um, the system is still on, still running right now. It's currently 8, it's almost 8 a.m. in the morning. And um, I ended up working on getting the Wi-Fi dongle to work. That was the only issue I had was it's real finicky trying to figure out how to get it to work because it wants to, it says it connects and it doesn't connect. And then that's the one thing that, that I had issues with was just connecting the Wi-Fi dongle to, the, to my internet and then getting it all working. But I got it working. And so now I can view my system from my phone instantly. And the app is beautiful. I really like the app. It's really nice. Um, and I can also view it through my, my PC, my computer, or a web browser, really. Um, but they actually have a dedicated app um, that you can actually download and use. And so I have that on my phone. And so last night between us, you know, running the house, we have the refrigerator. Everything had to turn back online. So there was a um, 1,400 watt surge, everything powering back on, refrigerators, stoves, water pumps, you know, all this, all this stuff I have plugged into my off-grid home, had, you know, it has a surge when you first start everything up. So it surged to 1,400, ran for, I don't know, maybe not even five minutes, maybe three minutes, and then it, it calmed down to about 400 watts that was burning in the house, and then it dropped down more because everything was actually starting to run on its normal wattage. Um, and for the amount of power, I have 30 kilowatts of storage. Um, and as of right now, I still have 82 or 83% left in my batteries. So, yeah. And keep in mind, my refrigerator has two ice makers. It has an ice maker in the top and an ice maker in the bottom. And it's been still producing ice all night long. So when my refrigerator is producing ice, it uses way more power as well. Plus two, we watch TV until the early mornings. You know, we got computers on, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So we're consuming power right? Like anything else. We're not trying to conserve power. That's not what this is about. It's about us being able to live comfortably and not having to worry about power. Um, so yeah, with everything running the way it is, um, we used about 82, no, sorry. Um, uh, we have 82 to 83% left in the battery as we speak. Now, obviously once the ice makers catch up, because like I said, they've been off for weeks and weeks now, um, once the ice makers finally catch up and there's all that ice already made, then the refrigerator won't be running as much wattage because the ice is made already and everything's cooled down and, and good to go. And then it'll only start making ice as we start using the ice, right? So it won't just continuously con continue making ice nonstop, only as we use it. So yeah, my house, like I said, the refrigerator and everything else is catching up, you know, obviously. And so yeah, I'm extremely happy with the system, guys. I mean... I made a good choice. Let me tell you that. I made a really good choice doing this. So now um, I need to now go outside 
and I'm going to rewire all my solar panels. Um, because the way my current solar panels are wired, they were wired for a um, Outback Flex Max 80, which is 150 volts max that you can put onto it. So the, originally what I, how I have everything wired was every three panels were wired in series. And then I had those two wires coming down to a combiner box to, so I could start combining them or paralleling them down. And then from there, it was going to the solar charge controller. And then from there, it would go to the Tesla batteries and through the inverters and all that stuff. Well, with this new inverter and this new system I have, I can run the panels way more efficient and the system more efficient. So I have a total of 12 solar panels outside right now. I have more pan I have a couple more panels under the house that I've never hooked up yet. Um, but I have 12 panels that are online. And so now I can actually wire all six panels in series. So instead of every three, I can run every all six panels in series and I can start bringing them in. So um, yeah, I'm going to rewire my solar panels um, so that way they're in a string of six instead of three. Um, bring them in and start connecting them up so I can start charging these batteries up today. Because I'm going to be very interested to see how it charges with the solar and how the app works and how all that works when it's actually charging with solar. So I'm very excited to do that. Another thing is I will be purchasing another nine solar panels and they're 445 watts a piece. Um, so essentially the total amount of solar I'll have is 7,000 watts. And that's actually the maximum that the um, 12,000 watt grow watt all-in-one inverter um, can, can handle. So I'm going to max it out with 7,000 um, watts of power because I actually plan on adding um, split AC units in my off-grid home. So that way during the summer months when it's hot, I can keep it cool. And during the winter months, I, when I want to keep things warm, I can keep things warm. And then also I have a hot tub <coughs> that I've never actually set up. It's just been sitting in my front yard. And so now that I have, you know, a newer system that's very capable, um, yeah, I can now hook up my hot tub. <laughs> so when my back is feeling bad, I can sit in the hot tub and let the, the jets massage my back. So I'm really excited about doing that as well, let me tell you. So yeah, um, so far I'm extremely happy, guys. Extremely happy. Um, yeah, Here, the difference is there's a lot of YouTube channels out there that just buy stuff right that or or they're getting sponsored by a lot of these companies just to showcase their products and stuff that's not the case with my channel right like i buy all my stuff you know what i mean i had companies reach out to me but i don't want to put their 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 stuff on my youtube channel because you know unless i've done a really extensive review and been using their products and that's the only time i would either even consider it but when i'm spending my own money on things that's a different story right and there's a lot of YouTube channels out there that just buy these things or they're getting sponsored by these co different companies to showcase their, their, their items. But the problem is they're not actually fully using them as a normal person would or a normal family would, right? Because they're basically just setting it up to show everybody, oh, this is what it is, what it is, what it is, and that's it. Well, like in my case, I'm actually using it. I'm actually using the system. I have to use the system, just like many of you out there have to use the system, Right? And so I'm going to talk about my experiences, my good and my bad, with stuff I actually purchase. So that way, if you guys are looking around for options, this may or may not be the option that you want to go with. 
That's the whole point, right? I'm not trying to sell you on buying this system. If you find a better system of a different brand that's going to work for your needs, do it. Go for it, right? But if you feel that any of the information that I provide on the podcast or on my YouTube channel gives you some type of information that benefits you, then you make your decisions based off that, you know? So at the end of the day, I'm talking from real life stuff every day using things, you know, living off the grid every single day, right over here. So yeah, it is very important to me that we are as energy efficient as possible and we're using good quality equipment that we're not going to have problems with in the long run. So yeah. So I'm excited, guys. I'm actually all dressed up already. I'm ready to throw my shoes on and go out there and start rewiring these panels so I can get power going in to the um, solar system. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. And to recap really quick, the equipment that I purchased was from Signature Solar. Um, I purchased a GrowWatt 12,000 watt all-in-one inverter, which is also a solar charge controller. Um, I purchased six of their EG4 batteries, which is 30 kilowatts of power. I purchased their six um, battery rack system. I purchased their Wi-Fi dongle. Um, and I purchased, oh, their batter, dedicated battery charger for the initial setup, right? Um, and I think that was it. And then I ordered some wires and other things like connectors and stuff from like Amazon, eBay, and other places online just to finish up the installation of things. Um, but yeah, that's where I got everything. And that's all the stuff that I purchased right there. And it's a very clean system compared to the old system. The old system, I had batteries all on the wall and, you know, wires going everywhere. This is way more simple, way more clean. And to me, as of right now, I actually think it's a better system. Because here's the thing with Outback real quick. Outback is a good is good stuff. Don't get me wrong. They're good quality inverters. The problem is, is that they're, they're, they're not updating their user interfaces they're not doing enough things to keep up with the trends right so there's things that are starting to to overlap them that is they're starting to become old school now right are they still good inverters absolutely are they still good charge controllers and stuff absolutely 100 they're, they're quality but there's other things out there that are offering more features right better user interfaces and at a actually a better price point so for outback in the future unless they start catching up with times and start being more inner innovative again like they were very back in the day when they started then other companies are going to take take just go right past them you know and then they're going to be left in the dust and that was the kind of thing I didn't like about some of their, their the stuff on Outback. Some of their stuff is very finicky. Some of their stuff works. Some of it doesn't sometimes. And it's just some of the interfaces and stuff is very not user-friendly. You know, they don't actually have a dedicated app for your phone. They don't have a dedicated app at all. They have a web version, a web browser version of their um, system. So even that is okay for a PC or computer, but it's not okay for a lot of us that are using our phones. And that's the way we are now. Everyone's got a smartphone in their pocket and we want it to be able to connect to everything, right? On my phone, I can control pretty much everything. I can control my whole house, all my smart plugs, my hot water heaters, 
you know, I can, it's very user friendly. And Outback has, has dropped the ball, to me at least, on that part of it. Now, if Outback was innovating and keeping up with times and coming out with newer stuff, better stuff, then I would have been considering Outback. But that's not where we're at now, right? So do I like Outback? Yes, they're great, solid inverters and charge controllers. Don't get me wrong. But their user interface is old school now, right? It is, they're not keeping up with the times like they should. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I want to go outside, start wiring panels, and I'll see you guys in the next one.